This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, we give it away. Uh, So... Jumping into all kinds of news here tonight, lots to discuss, and one of them is, I would say, fairly big news, especially for those, uh, those of us in the the radio business. The FCC has lost again. It wasn't, Yay. yeah, it wasn't long ago that uh, the FCC lost at a, I believe, it was a New York State uh, court or second appeals court or something like that. And they were basically slapped down regarding their indecency fines. And the big question was whether or not they were going to appeal it to the Supreme Court. Uh, Because if they did appeal it to the Supreme Court, it would basically put the entire indecency policy on the line to possibly be overturned on free speech grounds. Uh, Because, well, it's never been challenged. The uh, the FCC has had a a, what they call the Pacifica policy, I guess. So there's from the Pacifica case. Was that the late '60s? Yeah, back in the '70s was a George the George Carlin thing. The with the seven dirty seven dirty words. You can't say which are actually now down to four, and we're really only six. I think. Can I say them? No, not um, right now. Darn, <laughs> and maybe not even in the, even in the future, uh, because still to some extent the marketplace decides what is and what is not appropriate for uh, for for radio content. Uh, but right. in the, <laughs> but the FCC is still out there, and they still have a policy that allows them to issue hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fines for a single utterance mm-hmm. of uh, something that somebody finds either uh, offensive from a what what they call. There's different levels of qualification there's indecency which is a lower level of uh of qualification than obscenity so there's obscenity and then there's indecency the fcc's rules say that you can be indecent after 10 o'clock at night uh and like before 6 a.m so from 10 to 6 you can you can have indecent programming which is why loveline for instance uh airs typically on stations after 10 o'clock at night because they're talking about sexual matters in a in a way that you know, may they may offend some people, and so it makes baby Jesus cry essentially. Yeah, so they've they've relegated that to uh, to the overnights, and I don't have the uh, the actual definitions of these things in front of me, but essentially they usually have something to do with what the community thinks. If yeah, they're FCC definitions, I'm sure they're long. They're very nebulous, uh, very hard to nail down, and... Well, they don't want to nail them down, and that's really the problem with putting the government in charge of this anyway. If there actually were seven dirty words that you couldn't say on radio, that would make things so much easier. I mean, if the FCC had a, had a little FCC handbook for radio broadcasters, and then under under you know indecency they would have these seven words you cannot say Mm -hmm. but instead they have this this uh enigmatic list of uh, you know just uh, just uh, a paragraph where they're like well you can't offend community standards and you know they don't they're, they're not specific as to which community you're referring to are you talking about the community you're broadcasting in the community of people that can listen online i mean which community you're talking about broadcasters is it that community the, yeah. the, the demographic that you're normally broadcasting to. I mean, if you're on a rock station, what about Ethel, who happens to tune in by accident? Because the community, yeah, because uh, you know right. the the dove 
97.5 is right next to 98 rock, you know, and she happens yeah. to turn into the wrong one and she hears some word that she doesn't like. Um, and, you know, off we go. We had a lady call in and give us trouble about, I think it was uh, using words that she felt were uh, referring to words that were bad. So like <laughs> saying things like gosh darn crap. and fudge and crap. You know, this th- that kind of thing. So th- somebody can get offended about everything. Yeah, I got in big trouble once in uh, was it middle school because I said crap and my idiot Spanish teacher, who I hated to death, got all pissy about it. Yeah, Apparently go. I couldn't say crap and, you know. I remember they, when you know. I was in a checkout line at a, a grocery store in Florida. This happened probably about four, four or five years ago, maybe about five years ago, uh, that there was an issue with they were trying to... They were trying to card all of uh, myself and Johnson and my girlfriend at the time, uh, Jackie. We we were going through the line, and we had a whole cartload of groceries. It was about midnight. This was one of those stores that's open really late. And I think I think it was Johnson that had some cigars that he was buying. And so because he was buying cigars, everybody who was standing near him had to be carded. <laughs> and I remember being very surprised. I mean, this is pretty standard nowadays where if you're with somebody else and you're buying alcohol, they'll card you both. Uh, because the idea is they're trying to protect the children and make it so that you can't doing buy something. alcohol for teens as though that's going to work. Um, but yeah. this was the first time I'd ever come across this particular policy. And so I was asking questions of the, the store clerk, the, the lady. But they the don't want register. questions. I was just asking questions. To or try they don't to have answers. Yeah. I was, well, what is this? Is this a store policy or is this a law? And uh, questions like that. Just she to, said that it was given to Moses on stone tablets and sent down from on high, right? Just trying to understand what it was that the, what the reasoning for this was. Did well, she give you the sir, sir, sir? She was pretty I nice. Like how they keep saying that whenever she, that's in the airport. She, she was pretty nice about it, uh, but the manager. You know, it's a skeleton crew. She's the only cashier. The manager obviously noticed something was going on. He comes over. And he's uh, he's kind of there observing the conversation and, and bagging uh, the groceries at the same time. And uh, so I was asking, well, you know, OK, so she said it was a store policy. And I said, well, what's the point of this? Is it, uh, you know, to, to make it so you th- that, that kids can't get uh, alcohol? What if you what if you're a mom and you've got a 10 year old son? Can you not go through the line and buy yourself a bottle of wine because you have a 10-year-old son? Obviously, your 10-year-old is not going to be able to show you an ID. Yeah. So at what point do you draw the line? At what point do you say, well, I'm only going to ask that woman who's buying the, the wine for her ID and I'm going to ignore the fact that she has a 13-year-old girl with her? I mean, at what point can you no longer buy alcohol as an adult if you have a teenager? Well, I think that's a big problem, too, is that the, this poor clerk who only makes probably back at the time six bucks an hour, she just doesn't want to lose her job or be, you know, get in trouble or whatever. And, and there is no... There is no um, set rule as to you know what it's supposed to be, because uh, there's um you know like with the airlines and stuff they just sort of they just sort of have these rules and and you like you want people to actually use common sense but the person enforcing the rule doesn't want to use job. common sense because yeah. you know they're not allowed to think for themselves and God forbid that they actually use their own mind and think about it and be like okay yeah that's stupid because then they're going to get themselves fired they don't want to be in trouble themselves there's no room for you know, self-thought in this society anymore. It's true. And so the manager steps into the conversation at some point. I don't remember at what, which point, And he was explaining the policy or whatever. And, and I made the statement that that's asinine. 
And I don't even remember what I was saying that to. I was just saying as a general statement about how how dumb this policy is that it's not going to do anything to stop teenagers from getting alcohol. And and how how's a single mom supposed to handle this sort of thing when she takes her kids grocery shopping? And I, I said that's asinine. And he looked at me and was so offended. And he said, "You are you." You can't use language like that in this store or something like that. I mean, I, I don't. It's been so long. I don't remember it's exactly. It's a good thing what you didn't said. say assembly. And uh, right, I said, really I said off. asinine. That's not a that's not a curse word. And and he was so upset about it, and he raised his voice at me and everything like that. And I said, all right, well, look, he 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 told me to get out of his store. And I said, look, I got no problem with that. It's your private property. You can kick me out. That's fine. So uh, I left. And then my girlfriend at the time did the right thing, and she left the $75 worth of groceries that we had had rung up, that they'd already yeah. gone through the process of ringing up. Uh, she just left them all right there, and she walked out. And Johnson left his cigars there, and, and he walked out as well. Well, that's so. the other ludicrous thing It was cigars. I mean, did any of you guys actually look under 18? I don't know. <laughs> that's another one of those asinine policies they have where if you look under 40, you have to card them. Right. So I, I I realize that I brought that whole story up just to point out what uh, what people will consider uh, a curse word, right? Asinine. It, it, I, it had, the same thing happened to me when I was in middle school. Uh, we called it junior high, and uh, you know they they had a they had a book that we were all to read for a book report, and so they uh, the book had some curse words in it, some legit curse words that I would call curse words, and they had one of the librarians go through with a black marker and mark out <laughs> it, all fifty, sixty of these books that they had, um, and uh, to mark out these words, and it must have been seven or eight, m- maybe even more instances of this curse in the book and you never cursed again and well yeah right i went to the library and checked out the uh, the regular books so that i could see what they were writing in there's more I coming up this is free talk live how does a cruise to bermuda sound how about a cruise to bermuda with stefan molyneux west bertrand of complete liberty and me this cruise isn't just a convention on the water it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. The number for you is 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Puke. And Mark. And uh, again, freetalklive.com, you'll find features like our news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first if you're on the news lists, and there are different ways to get the information. Uh, one is our updates list. That'll take uh, that'll send you emails whenever there's something you need to know. There's also Twitter as an option, and Facebook as well, so Go and get signed up for whichever ones work best for you at news.freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we talk about gold and silver as a hedge against inflation investment, barter currency. We now have teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great special rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves. And all you have to do is go to gold.freetalklive.com. You'll see these uh, coins that I've picked out. I've intent, I picked them out with the intent of getting gold and silver into your hands, not numismatic stuff, you know, collector's coins or anything thing like that. It can be confusing when you're trying to, to shop for gold or silver. 
Go there, check out the rates that we have on these. You'll find that in some of them, that you're, there's simply no way that you're going to find a rate that's lower than that, and others uh, that it's difficult to find rates lower than that. Before you buy any gold or silver anyplace else, go to gold.freetalklive.com. So the news uh, about the FCC that I kind of barely touched on in the very beginning is that they have lost again at uh, another court, and it's a different case. Uh, it's a different one from the one that was, I think, the new uh, was New York Second Court of Appeals. It basically flushed uh, one of their indecency fines and just smacked them back on that one. Uh, the, I believe they have not appealed that to the Supreme Court. And here's yet another one from ArsTechnica.com. Where the new year arrives with yet another satisfying rebuke to the Federal Communications Commission's indecency rules. Nearly three years ago, the FCC threw the book at ABC Television for a 2003 NYPD Blue episode in which actress Charlotte Ross's derriere was visible for a number of seconds. For this offense to the sensibilities of the NYPD Blue audience, which by the way... That's old news for NYPD Blue. There were, I remember back in the 1990s, yeah. uh, there was a, a big hubbub about NYPD Blue showing somebody's butt. And they got away with it then. And I think their audience probably preferred seeing it to not. Well, um, they did that first. They had an attractive butt. But after, I think it was two butts, then they decided to show Dennis Franz's butt. Oh. And that wasn't oh, good no. at all. Yeah. But they didn't get any trouble for it. So, in this case, uh, ABC was gone after big time by the uh, the FCC for their for this particular offense. They fined forty four NBC affiliates twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars apiece, which is a total of one point two one million dollars. But now the U.S. Second Circuit Court of Appeals has vacated the decision, declaring it akin to the commission's fleeting expletive rules, which a Second Circuit panel declared harmful to free speech last July in Fox versus FCC. So that's the case I was referencing earlier. So it's the same exact court. Uh, In this case, actually the first case, it was a panel. Uh, This sounds like it was the full court that made this decision. Anyway, the case involved similar punishments for Fox affiliates followed broadcast or following broadcast of the S-word and F-bomb laden comments by Cher and Nicole Richie during the Billboard Music Awards. Now, these things are live, and there's no way. It's, it's so sick to give the affiliates a fine when you know, all they're doing is broadcasting a live show. Indeed, there is no significant distinction between this case and Fox. The Second Circuit has ruled, they said, in Fox, the FCC uh, levied fines for fleeting, unscripted utterances of F and S during live broadcasts. And let's point out that the FCC, the reason that they bring these cases is they have no reason not to. There's no point in them not bringing them. Uh, The worst case scenario is they lose. Yep, that's true. Although this case involves uh, scripted nudity, the case turns on an application of the same context-based indecency test that Fox found impermissibly vague. In this latest decision, the Second Circuit uh, notes that the FCC has always conceded that nudity itself is not per se indecent. Well, good for them. Well, you know, that that much is obvious because, um, you know, obviously ch- children, you could you couldn't have a picture of uh, the Venus de Milo and uh, or a statue of the Venus de Milo on a television show. And then somebody calls that indecent. But I would like to point out that people in government get there and they think that what is it? David Ashcroft, uh, Adolf Ashcroft there that uh, uh, mm-hmm. decided that he was uh, John Ashcroft. Was it John? No, yeah. Adolf. Um, it's a joke. <laughs> so uh, he goes in there and uh, puts fig leaves over the or drapes. Uh, he had a fabric. special right. There was a lady justice or whoever it was that's in the uh, Department of Justice, the statue which had naked breasts, and he had a special, I guess, I don't know what you would call it. I don't know if it was an actual cloth or if it was some sort of a pewter 
statue material I thought thing. he just had a, a bag draped over it for a while there, like a trash bag. <laughs> I don't really recall specifically. But. I remember he spent a lot of money uh, to get it to, to, you know, I guess to fit the statue. But anyway, he wanted to cover up the breasts. Well, all I know is that the human body is the devil's playground, so I don't want to see any of it. I think uh, that uh, the, the human body is a, is a very beautiful creation. No, it's evil. Evil. <laughs> pure, <laughs> That's what he thinks. unadulterated evil. This is the guy, John Ashcroft. Wasn't he like singing Christian hymns or something Oh, like he's that? the guy that came up with after 9-11, let the eagle soar. He actually wrote like this ridiculous uh, nationalistic song that he sung on the, the House Senate floor or whatever. Yeah. So look uh, that up online; it'll it'll ruin your day. I bet it will. The, the FCC has uh, apparently always conceded that nudity itself is not per se indecent. Therefore, the commission subjectively decides that quote in which context nudity is permissible and in which context it is not pursuant to an indecency policy. End quote. That the court has already ruled to be unconstitutional. It's worth revisiting the key observation of the Second Circuit in Fox, where they said that sex and the magnetic power of sexual attraction are surely among the most predominant themes in the study of humanity since the Trojan War. The three-judge panel noted last summer, adding that the digestive system and excretion have been of equal interest. Thus, barring all patently offensive references to these subjects without clear and non-subjective guidance chills speech, the justices warned, because broadcasters have no way of knowing what the FCC will find offensive. To place any discussion of these vast topics Topics at the broadcaster's peril has the effect of promoting wide self-censorship of valuable material which should be completely protected under the First Amendment. So again, a m- sorry, we don't protect uh, that. We don't. The government doesn't protect rights. They just don't do it. No, in the in you're right, Mark. In most cases, you're absolutely right. But in this case, the court has made the right decision, and they right. have smacked down the FCC. But this is the executive branch. I mean, apparently, in the Constitution, what the ex- the people that work in the executive branch believe is that the Constitution designed an adversarial system where the executive branch would crack down on all Americans' rights, and that the judicial system needs to step up and to protect them. I guess that's what they think. Following complaints, the commission reviewed the episode of uh, NYPD Blue. ABC insisted the scene was about a child and his dad's new girlfriend getting used to each other. The FCC saw it quite differently, insisting that the moment dwells on and repeats sexual material, specifically views of Charlotte Ross's buttocks, which the agency found titillating and shocking. The episode in question involved the portrayal of an awkward moment just after... Her character moves in with a detective, and uh, she's naked using the shower when his son bursts into the room. Sorry, the boy cries out. It's okay, McDowell anxiously responds while covering her body with her hands. That was what the FCC considered to be titillating and shocking. As though the human body is both titillating and shocking. As a naked body is somehow shockworthy. It's the sad way these people think. Yeah. What was shocking about it exactly? The fact that you had to see some nudity? Or was it that her breasts weren't good enough for the FCC's uh, attention? 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want. Censorship, anything goes. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net.
Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. The number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. Uh, so enjoy those. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Listening options are included. We've got live streams. We've got a broadband and dial-up version, actually. Around the clock, you can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live via our live streams. Also, we've got listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way, too. Plus, there's the webcam, uh, also our free-to-air satellite channel, and 87 wonderful affiliates from coast to coast that take the show at various different times throughout the week. Go get the details and get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. There'll be speeches and debates, and but your time won't be filled up with that. The boat also has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a lot more. The ship leaves... Bayonne, New Jersey, in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now, as uh, the rates are as low as 535. There's no guarantee the rates are going to stay that low, and it's likely that they'll go up. That's a double occupancy rate. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Mark, I know that tonight you wanted to tell us about the Supreme Court. Since we're talking about court decisions here, uh, there's another one that's not so great for freedom. We just mentioned that uh, the FCC has been smacked down again by the Second Court of Second Circuit Court of Appeals in New York, where they, the FCC has basically reversed uh, or has, has had their decision reversed to fine ABC affiliates $1.2 million because in an episode of NYPD Blue, uh, one of their characters appears with, a, with naked buttocks. And uh, the FCC found that to be quite offensive. In fact, the term they used was titillating and shocking. The commission said that although ABC argues without citing any authority that the buttocks are not a sexual organ, we reject this argument, which runs counter to both case law and common sense. You know, say uh, what? The buttocks yeah, are really. not a sexual organ. The and FCC it, it keeps on getting its hand its butt handed its buttocks handed to it on these rulings, but they're going to keep on using your tax money and dragging companies through uh, through the court system in order to figure out finally once and for all that the courts are not going to let the FCC control freedom of speech. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It's freedom of speech. You can say what you want on the internet. If this was a podcast, it wasn't being broadcast over the air, we'd be able to drop the F-bomb if that's what we wish to do. Mm-hmm. We don't because the stations that we're on generally have a higher level of uh, of control than, in fact, the FCC has. That's Those are the kind of stations we're on. That's the kind of show we do. But if we were on the Internet, we could do it. If we were on some kind of cable uh, you know, channel, we could do it. If we were on yeah. the satellite radio, we could do it. But for some reason... This archaic, uh, you know, idea that it, it's broadcast television and blo- broadcast radio that you can't do it. That's because children only watch broadcast television and broadcast uh, and listen ca- to broadcast radio. The cable TVs have these things sectioned out. Uh, you know, you're not going to watch USA Television Network and hear them dropping the f bomb. They don't do that. Nickelodeon doesn't do that. There are lots of stations on cable that could, but they choose not to because they're trying to reach a certain audience, and for that audience, you don't drop f bombs. So the marketplace can totally regulate this. But the suggestion is is that little kids in 2011 
are hunkered down under their comforters with a little with their earbuds <laughs> in, listening to a transistor radio in the hopes that they can hear Mark Edge on Free Talk Live say, you know, the f bomb. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We do not need the FCC for this. The FCC only has really two jobs, and one of the jobs. America and the court system has decided it doesn't need to do. The other one content is regulation. content regulation. The other one is uh, regulating where they, you know, where the patterns of stations are and things like that. And quite honestly, uh, you know, we can do that in the court system. I mean, people can stake out in homestead areas on the uh, on the, the the band. We don't need F- the FCC doing that. Honestly, they make things very very difficult in order to get stuff uh, done. Uh, HD radio is a good example, although most people don't know about it. Uh, the FCC killed HD radio. The reason you don't have uh, high definition radio in most marketplaces. And the reason that it's difficult to, has been difficult up to this point to buy a receiver, they're coming down in price now, but it's been 10 years. Just about, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so, because it's, it's a because bureaucracy. The FCC's, yeah, uh, messed it up. That they're the gatekeepers, essentially, for the technology of radio. And it's just so sad. And there are other ways in which the FCC has decimated, the, you know, has harmed, at least, the radio business. And Wasn't it the to... FCC that stopped cell phones? Cell phone technology was created Put a hold in the, on cell phones in for... the 60s. Right, Listen cause... to me, America. In the late 60s, they created cell phone technology. The FCC sat on it until the 80s. Well, Two cell decades. Phones are, cell phones are simply a two-way radio that you can yep. operate, you know, the signal crosses at the exact same time it's not you know one person talks and the other person talks that's right, a full it, duplex right so i'm sure you know more about it ian than i do but that's all it is they're just little tiny radios and, and the, yeah. you know, the technology is not that crazy it's mostly battery life and, no they've you know, they've digitized it now i mean it, it originally cell phones were analog transmissions and now most right. all of them are digitally transmitted so that's really one of the, the the more recent developments in cell phone but the old analog tech has been around for for a long time is what you're saying mark and the fcc just you know, just sat to on use, it. To use children to say, oh, my God, the children are going to hear these words as if as if kids, you know, it's the 2011 and, uh, you know, children have iPhones and Internet and most of Absolutely. them probably don't even own a freaking radio other than when they're in the car. So really, you're only really CDs. because that's a true statement. I mean, kids have cell phones and everything today uh, because that's a true statement. Really, you're only talking about the FCC essentially now exists to protect the children who live in the households of the parents who completely restrict their access to all technology, like the kind of parent that would only allow their that child work. I mean, it's 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 very unlikely. You're really talking about the ears of oldsters that imagine yeah, really, a world it. where kids would do this. That's really what you're. There protecting. has to be some like ultra Christian yep, family out, out there. there that uh, just does not allow their children to have access to cable television or the internet or anything. You know, that you can read the Bible, son, and that's all you get and those i guess that's what the fcc is concerned but, about because those are the only kids that would only have access to radio as far as getting but their listen to uh, entertainment what's on the radio listen to those rock and roll stations and those uh the uh, the hip-hop stations they don't have to drop the f-bomb no. in order to have prurient content so those Correct. same parents d- don't let their kids have transistor radios of course not. so that same kid is hopping on uh, has a laptop or a, a netbook is hopping up the, n- the neighbor's wi-fi rather than going on a transistor radio I'd love to see the percentages. I'd love to know the percentage of American 13-year-olds who have seen donkey porn on the Internet. Because I swear... <laughs> That's an awesome study. I want to start that. I, I swear that they've, these kids have seen more than I have. I bet you're right about that. Or have made it themselves. 
So uh, 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, anyway, that's the, so that's the news about the FCC. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I really hope the FCC appeals to the Supreme Court. Uh, because if they do, on either this case or yeah. the Fox case from last year... They need to have Dennis Franz's butt jammed down yeah. their throat. Here's <laughs> that, uh, that case is about a show that aired in the mid-90s? No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> oh, this is I was actually... like, wow, it took them 15 years to get around to this room? <laughs> they're, they're slow, but it's no. slow, but it's not quite that slow. No, this is someone else's butt, but uh, Dennis but it... Franz's butt is funnier. Yes. So, uh, so there you go. Hopefully they'll take it to the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court will have to actually look at this issue of the FCC regulating content for the first time ever. And if they are in any way inclined toward freedom of speech, as clearly the uh, the New York's uh, Second Circuit Court of Appeals is, then the FCC's indecency and obscenity policy could be completely overturned. It's just antiquated. It's completely and utterly antiquated for the past three or four decades. It was a bad idea three or four decades ago, but yeah. I agree with you, yes. I mean, it's just it's ludicrous to suggest that you can somehow prevent children or whatever from hearing all of this naughty, naughty talk. You, I happen. mean, I remember hearing it when I was in grade school. I remember I say, I remember being on the street a couple of weeks ago hearing uh, kids, um, you know, certainly under the age of 18 talking like I wouldn't I wouldn't talk today. Today. Right. Yeah. I mean, please, <laughs> FCC, do something about the kids that are right. cussing Muzzle on the street. Children. Maybe we should send in a report to the FCC and, you know, get them on that. They're communicating. Right. Absolutely. Uh, well, not kidding, of course. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So another court decision coming up that has to do with your privacy using your cell phone. Mark, you're going to tell us about that, and we'll take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find a lot of features there, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. Same great Amazon prices, huge selection, free super saver shipping deals on a lot of their brand new items. Plus, you can even buy used if you need to. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com, get your shopping done, and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is the course for people without lawyers who have to know what it takes to win. It was uh, written by a 24-year case-winning attorney who wants to show people how to protect themselves from other members of his profession. This will show, It'll show you how to motion the, uh, the court in order to gain evidence and uh, everything that you need to do. It's worked for both plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. And it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD four course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right, let's continue here. Frank is on the line in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Hi, how are you doing uh, tonight? What's on your mind tonight, Frank? <clears throat> well, I was listening to your faith in the uh, New York uh, court 
regarding the uh, free speech. And I would like to say that that may have been true in the past, but if you look at the FCC regulations and the Cybersecurity Act that was just passed, uh, that also deals with new provisions for the FCC, uh, most specifically regarding, I guess, censorship of information that would be deemed a threat to, you know, uh, I guess, our government. Uh, all I wanted to say is I don't think that that's such a, you know, a slam dunk, as you were sort of implying. I have a feeling right now that the whole legal uh, regulatory domain regarding free speech in the FCC uh, is really up for grabs, and I wouldn't really stake... I wouldn't put too much faith on any of the federal uh, courts, uh, the judges. You know, oh, I don't have any faith. Of. No, no, I don't have I don't, any faith in them. I, I don't have faith. I'm just, I'm, I'm watching the patterns that these courts are going through, and they, they're good at following patterns. They generally because, follow p- patterns. Yes, because to my knowledge, the Cybersecurity Act deals with new provisions for the FCC administrative court procedures. The FCC has its own, like, uh, administrative courts. Uh, in a sense, that uh, uh, as do many government agencies. And what the Cybersecurity Act does, it sort of strengthens that. And in a sense, uh, it would be very interesting, you know, to pursue this, you know, in greater detail. But as I said, the uh, at least from my simple point of view, uh, I really think that uh, the notion of free speech and uh, uh, we have so many laws over the last 10 years that are unconstitutional uh, that I don't think necessarily many of the judges that have been appointed over the last two administrations would even be able to interpret, you know, the Constitution or whether well, I would generally, the laws... I would generally agree with you, and I'm fairly yeah. cynical toward uh, the court system, and I certainly observe that in most of the cases that the courts, the various courts, uh, take a look at in this country, the higher-level ones especially, yes. they come down in favor of the government and in favor Absolutely. of the power of the state. There's or, no doubt about it. corporations. So that's why... We, I'm sorry? What about corporations? Or corporations. Well, in this uh, case, it were corporations. Uh, it was a corporation versus the uh, the Federal Communications Commission, and the corporation was found to be exonerated, and the Federal uh, Communications Commission's decision was overturned. Yes. So the point of uh, bringing this up was to point out some good news, which is fairly rare uh, from the court system. It doesn't mean that I have faith that they're always going to do the right thing or that they will do the, the right thing more often of than course. not. I don't believe that to be true. I'm just pointing out where they did do the right thing. And in this case, they did. And in the case of Fox versus the FCC last summer, they also did the right thing. It was the same court, by the way, Second mm-hmm. second yeah. Court of Appeals. And also, you know, uh, my comments regarding the ability of the judges to really, uh, you know, interpret uh, laws being constitutional or unconstitutional, I've never feared our Supreme Court, our Supreme Court of the United States, uh, as much as I do now, because we have judges and uh, that have been appointed uh, most recently that really can't distinguish uh, you know, uh, specific legal terminology, let alone, you know, greater issues. So, you know, in a sense, uh, it sort of is a uh, an indication of where our country seems to be going. And, uh, you know, as I, I generally said, I agree with that statement, system. I wouldn't bet on the system. In fact, I would bet on the system to collapse. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm in fo- fully in favor of it. Please, I hope it collapses sooner rather than later. And, Frank, thank you for the call Have a good tonight. Night. I appreciate Bye-bye. hearing from you at 1-800-259-9231. However, I'm still interested to see uh, the FCC have its indecency policy taken to the uh, the Supreme Court. It's never been challenged before. 
And that means, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, the FCC doesn't uh, doesn't want to go to the Supreme Court on this one because they don't want a final ruling. They want to keep on screwing with people. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, 800-259-9231. Mark, tell me about this uh, other Supreme Court decision uh, or this Supreme Court decision that has to do with uh, phone privacy. This is a state Supreme Court decision, California Supreme Court. They ruled Monday that police do not need a warrant to search a cell phone carried by someone who's under arrest. The justice determined a Ventura County deputy had the right to conduct a warrantless search of text messages of a man he had arrested on suspicion of participating in a drug deal. The uh, state court ruled 5-2 to two that U.S. Supreme Court precedents affirms the police can search items found on a defendant when they are arrested. Mm-hmm. However, the San Francisco Chronicle reported that in 2007, the U.S. District Court uh, Judge Susan Ilson ruled that the police could not search cell phones of drug defendants without a warrant. The Ohio Supreme Court also found in 2009 the police did not have that right. So you've got conflicting uh, you know, rulings here. The California Dep- uh, Deputy Attorney General Victoria Wilson, who represented the prosecution in the case, decided Monday um, – Is this only for things that are on the person of the individual or – That's correct. Okay. As I understand it, yes. Go ahead. Told the newspaper that the uh, split opinions in California and Ohio could lead to U.S. Supreme Court to weigh in on the cell phone issue. The California Supreme Court decided the loss of privacy upon arrest extends beyond the restee's body to include personal property. Authorities cannot only seize items but can also open and examine what they find, the ruling said. The case stems from the arrest of defendant Gregory Diaz and uh, whatever. So I, I guess what they're doing is they're extrapolating here. And what we're finding is a, a wall being hit with new technology. If you're carrying around an envelope, um, you know, outlining your, uh, you know, your plans uh, for the burglary that you just committed, you know, the map of the house mm-hmm. or whatever it is you've done. Um, the, the cops can go through this envelope and look, aha, aha, we've found evidence. You, sir, are under arrest. Or, actually, I well, guess this, they have to the statement you here is you've already been arrested and then yeah, they're fine. looking for you, it. sir, are going to the clink. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. They can they can search the items on your person, go through them and use whatever they get for, you know, intelligence purposes. And I guess what they're doing is they're extending that to your cell phone, which carries a significantly more data. I mean, it's like carrying around a, uh, a, you know, a filing cabinet with so you. So if you're carrying a laptop, wouldn't that be the same thing then? It their, would, yeah. yeah I'm afraid that that uh, would, it would. Yes, it seems like that's a reasonable jump. Of course, so if, if you you're passworded. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. If you ever get pulled over, you know, rip all the batteries out of everything and make sure you have passwords on stuff before you leave the house. Well, I I wonder what they can do to you if you don't give them the password. Can they keep you? Can they keep you in solitary confinement uh, under a suicide watch? Sure, disorderly Why not? conduct. Absolutely. I mean, all of those things are possibilities. Yeah. Just they can tase do you. It. Tase you until you give up. That's a possibility too. I got another one here. <laughs> no password. That's a tasing. Yep. By the way, speaking of tasing, uh, I haven't finished watching this video yet, but last night, Mark, I was telling you about it over at LouRockwell.com. There's a video about a police chief who was called into a situation, I guess, I think it was a family situation where a 14-year-old girl was acting out because, you know, parents can't parent, so they call the police to uh, to solve their problems. And as usual, the police make things much worse. They tasered this, uh, this police chief tasered this young girl, 14 years old. One of the barbs of the taser actually pierced her skull and entered her brain. Holy crap. Did it kill her? <laughs> no, it didn't kill her, but it's her probably, head's not looking so great. I'm going to consider that not good for your brain. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. 
So yeah, who knows what they'll try to do to you if you don't have a uh, if you don't let them into your computer or your cell phone. Certainly, we've seen at the border crossings or at uh, airports they have demanded passwords from people, and yeah. if you don't give up the password, then there goes your laptop. Right? You don't get to see it again. They just hold on to it until they can, uh, you know, yeah. get done examining it. Um, with the cops, it could very well be that way. They'll keep your laptop. They won't let you out on bond. Sorry, Your Honor, this guy hasn't uh, hasn't complied with the search. He's suspicious. He won't let us in his laptop. Who knows what he's got in there? Right. And mm-hmm. once they download all the data on your laptop, sorry, what guys? Once they download all the data on your laptop, then they've got. Then you know, the, we just need more cops to go through all this stuff. Oh uh, yeah, have the uh, what is it? The Cyber Squad, Cyber Crime. Task force, and uh, you know that when it comes to this uh, the child porn situation, you've got to prove that that picture on your laptop is not a 16-year-old girl. They don't have to prove that it is; they just have to claim that it is. Also, apparently, you probably have to prove that you didn't put it there or that somebody else did, because how are you supposed to know where well, that came from? D- isn't every image that you've used saved in some kind of temporary file somewhere? No, no, that's no, not true. More coming up here. Hour two's next. You take control. Free talk live. How do we bring liberty into the forefront of entertainment? How about film festivals? How about Sundance Film Festival? Pledge today to moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com to help Silver Circle complete production by the Sundance Film Submission Deadline. Now's your chance to spread the message. Visit moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com through the month of January to pledge. Because Sundance needs liberty. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site completely free. So again, freetalklive.com. By the way, the main feature of the site allows you to create the content. So everything you see in the main column of the main page has been created by listeners like you. We put the site together. You filled it in, and it's thanks to you for making it as good as it is. And uh, if you haven't yet participated in it, well, head on over there, and you can add whatever you want to it. So if you see something online that you think is interesting, you want to share with our listeners and us, you put it into the website, and then other listeners will decide whether they like or dislike it. And the most liked, make it to the front page in the top of the site at freetalklive.com. You can submit anything from blog posts to news items to videos. In fact, speaking of videos, I I pulled up the video from lewrockwell.com. Uh, which is actually from, I believe, I don't know where this actually happened. News 13, it's hard for me to get the call letters here. KROE, perhaps. I think it said New Mexico. New Mexico. It looks, uh, yeah, it looks mountainous, wherever it was. And uh, it was just for those of you just tuning in, it's about a teenage girl, 14 years old, that was tasered by a police chief. That'll learn her. Now, why? Why was she tased? What was she wanted for? Was she running from the cops because she just committed murder? Well, actually, she was running. She was running. That's true. Was she running because she just robbed a grocery store? Was she running because she just set a house on fire? Is she a criminal who has harmed another human being? 
We'll give you the full story here from KROE. Jessica, police say Kylie Martinez physically abused her mother during an argument last week, then ran off. When police chief Roger Hatcher caught up with the teen, he said he had no choice but to taser her. 14-year-old Kylie Martinez looks like a normal teen until you see this. And what they're showing is her head, which looks like something out of a horror film. It's got uh, like Frankenstein-style yeah. uh, this kind of yeah, staples and this gory kind of look to it. it. A whole patch of her hair has been shaved away. Clearly, they have gone into her head and uh, and operated in some fashion here. It's really painful. 18 staples and six stitches pieced her head back together after she was tasered by Tugum Carry Police Chief Roger Hatcher. Her family says doctors told them one of the taser's prongs went through Kylie's skull and hit her brain. Now remember, the police chief claims he had no other choice. He had to tase this girl. But why? Happened last Thursday after Kylie and her mother argued over explicit cell phone messages and pictures that the mother says Kylie was sending to older men. The police report says Stacey Atkin took her daughter to the police station for help. But when they got there... Kylie bolted to this. How often has it actually, um, how often is this a good idea to take your kids to the police for family advice, uh, for for family assistance to resolve some sort of a disagreement uh, between you and the kids? What? How, how, what kind of parent in their right mind would do something well, like this? The government already has your kids for, you know, eight hours a day or whatever. So you know, whenever there's conflicts at home, why not take them to the government there, too? You know that may be how people think. Well, I I have had I've I have overheard coworkers who just couldn't wait for the summer to be over because finally their kids would be at school and leave them alone. This is true. The government has really become a glorified babysitting service for people, and of course, the fact that they don't have to deal with their children for many hours a day means they don't build the bonds that are necessary to have mutual respect uh, between uh, the the individuals. But I mean, the the whole idea that the police are going to help you. That the police are going to resolve the problem. But that's to... what they do. The police, the friendly police officer, when in trouble, go to the police. That's oh, the problem solved. Think. Kylie got, yeah, a taser, pro- got a taser prong in her brain. She the problem is solved. Again. And the, that is how they solve problems. The police right? chief is going to be completely exonerated. Don't worry. The mayor's going to give him the key to the city before mm-hmm. the year's out. Don't worry. The problem is solved. This is how it is solved, people. Go ahead, take your kids to the cops when you have some kind of problem. If you think that it's going to be solved like, uh, you know, where Andy in Andy Griffith style where they show them the jail, maybe lock them in a cage for 10 minutes or something like that, you're wrong. So the worst this girl did so far is she got in a fight with her mom over sexting. Which is something, you know, the teens do these days with their uh, cell phones. I mean, everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody's got a digital camera. The FCC ought to do something about that. Uh, well, actually, I think that, uh, what do we say? There was some sort of yeah, story. trying, right? Yeah, there was some kind of story last night. Uh, maybe it wasn't the FCC, but I think it was a state law. that was Illinois or California, one of those two, passed a law that basically outlaws uh, somebody exposing themselves on a webcam. So they're working on that. They, you know, they want to try to crack down on uh, people. Having genitalia and and uh, and revealing the fact that they have genitalia, 
So this teenage girl uh, was allegedly taking photos of herself and sending them uh, to people over the internet. Mom uh, was upset about that, as many moms would be. I'm sure. Um, and maybe the girl pushed her mom. I don't know. The teenagers are well, they're, they're they're full of hormones and they act out and they're they're rude. Yeah, the story uh, said physically abused her mother, so I'm, I'm wondering I, what that is. It like didn't, slapped her. Right. I'm not prepared you know? to. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Before we go any farther with this, I'm not going to say that every kid out that there's no kid out there that wouldn't react in this fashion. But if you raise your kid in a home where violence is an acceptable way to solve problems is or is not is is okay. then it wouldn't surprise me if at some point they turn that on you oh yeah i mean right right i mean what are you what are you teaching them when you when you use violence against them that big people can hurt little people well what happens when they're bigger than they get you? bigger eventually yeah. i mean the ki- kids that stay at home till 30 now right Mm-hmm. At some point, they're gonna. You're not gonna be able to bend them over your knee anymore. It may be that the best way to handle these things is to uh, is to talk with them and and discuss things with them and make sure that they understand that violence isn't the best way to solve problems. And then when situations like this come around, fourteen years down the line, you've set a good foundation. Yeah, and you've come up with creative ways to solve problems rather than resorting to violence, you know, taking away privileges and things that the, the child or the teenager enjoys, uh, things that they really want that you've enabled them to have and that you have the uh, privy or the ability to uh, to remove from them. That's always Taser a- Taser makes a civilian product, so <laughs> the mother can just buy one herself. You can and, have one in know, the home. Keep yeah. it at home. Well, now, if mom did this to her kid, she would be, uh, oh, she would be attacked for child abuse. Can you imagine? Absolutely in a true. heartbeat, she would be gone after for child abuse. The teenage girl would be taken from her home and put into a, in, into foster home, which, of course, would not necessarily What's be the cops do it. It's OK. Right. So in this case, so far, you've got a situation where we're just speculating that the girl maybe shoved her mom or something like that. We, we don't know. The news report doesn't make it clear. They just claim that her mom was physically uh, another excellent news report. So right. Well, and it doesn't rule out that the mom did that, too. That's true. You know, that's true. Uh, so let's let's see here. So, again, the girl runs. She runs into the park, and that's where we pick up the the story. You know, because the news absolutely, I would like to point out, the news absolutely would report if a little, if uh, the sixteen year old girl slapped her mom, but they wouldn't report if the mom grabbed her by the arms or attempted to put her over her knee or mm-hmm. use some kind of what would be considered legitimate parenting force. So, um, in in the paradigm as things exist in the in the family unit today it's okay for parents to use a certain level of violence it is not okay for kids to do the same thing and you know i understand where all this is coming from but is that is that smart does that make sense does that make sense to the kids this is madness. None of this makes sense to me. Here's what the, uh, the rest of the story. To the police station for help. But when they got there, Kylie bolted to this park. And I just wanted help. I didn't mean for my child to get injured the way she did. Chief Roger Hatcher caught up with Kylie at the park. The teen claims she tried to walk away when she saw him, but heard him tell her to stop. But when the chief pulled out his taser, Kylie ran out of fear. Probably a you know a good idea. I mean, these not cops are dangerous. Idea. No, not a good idea. Well, it was clearly founded. I mean, she should have been afraid. He tasered her <laughs> in the scary. face. You know? Well, if he would have turned around, she probably wouldn't have tasered her. Was she under arrest? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like he was just throwing his weight around. I don't know that a cop has to say arrest in order for it to be an arrest. It's not like it's a magic mm-hmm. word. If he told her to stop, is she under arrest? What does arrest mean? It means stop. How mm-hmm. old do you have to be to understand the legal code? Uh, well, what was she under arrest for? <laughs> can, 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 a, can a police officer detain you? 
Is it illegal to run from the run, police? Running from running from yes, so running from a police officer indicates guilt of something. No, Plus, it's not, it doesn't. It's a bad idea because they'll shoot you, it, as it, you can it, see it here. It indicates but, guilt to them. That, that, that's what the courts have ruled. Well, she wasn't under investigation for anything. She didn't want she, to talk to him. She used force on her mother. Isn't that good enough for you? That's the allegation. But, well, it, they don't need anything but an allegation. I don't know. If, I don't know if she'd even gone into the uh, the police department. You don't know at that any point. of that. He, he's More exonerated. At eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Control of the airwaves, toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. And Mark, you've got another taser story coming up too, I believe. I do. We'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, But uh, 800-259-9231 is the number. You can take control of the airwaves. You can also visit us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site, m.freetalklive.com. We'll get you access to our streams and to the podcast. And go to m.freetalklive.com to do that. That's m.freetalklive.com. Totasac, it's the it's the one trip wonder for carrying retail grocery bags, whether it's the uh, the plastic ones from the store, or the recyclable ones, the cloth ones that you uh, that carry there, and it makes it so much easier. Once you have the Totasac and you've used the Totasac, you'll be like, wow. I didn't know my life could be this easy. <laughs> At least it handles that one little thing, uh, and it makes it so much easier. It, instead of making two or three trips from the car into the house, the Totasac makes it so much easier. You can go see it at Totasac, T-O-T-A-S-A-K. There's no C in Totasac. Totasac.us. And uh, order a family pack today. Totasac.us. We're talking about a story out of New Mexico where a 14-year-old girl was tasered to... To the extent where she received some serious damage, the taser barb actually pierced her skull, hitting her brain. They had to cut away a huge swath of her hair from her head and give her multiple stitches uh, in order to remedy this, uh, this situation for her uh, for her body and it was just horrible what uh, what happened it wasn't as though she was in any you know, anyway putting anyone in danger which was the original idea behind the taser the original concept was that this is supposed to be used to replace a gunshot so yep. instead of shooting somebody in the back or in the head or in the chest or whatever, instead of shooting somebody and possibly killing them. Or possibly killing a bystander as she was running through a park at the time. That's right. Uh, the, 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 using the taser would reduce the likelihood that somebody would actually perish. Well, we know that certainly there have been plenty of cases where the taser has interacted with somebody with a heart condition and that has resulted in a death. But the idea was that it would result in fewer deaths uh, from these situations in which the police would normally have deployed lethal force. They would normally have only supposedly deployed lethal lethal force in a situation in which lethal force was being used against them, in which the police officer feels his life is in jeopardy or the lives of the the immediate surrounding people. If this officer was using his taser like he was supposed to and he didn't have the taser, he would have then, 
you know, he should have been pulling a gun and shooting this girl in the back. For running away well, from... Well, I'm not sure that this is true. Ian will say this on a regular basis, that I'm sure that some police departments somewhere did say that, well, this will make it so we have to shoot people less often. But if you look at the application of the taser... Well, it's, it's actually the the intended purpose of the taser device, and you can find it written on their websites and stuff, it is meant to replace a firearm. Well, it's if, policy. If it, it's if police it policy. was meant to replace the firearm, then it would replace the firearm, but it has, in fact, replaced the billy club. Right. I mean, well, no, no, what you're talking about, I mean, that's Marcus, what they've done, but that's not what they say. Right. You're talking about the difference between the actual implementation and the intention. Okay? I'm not sure. The that, stated intention. I'm not sure that that's really, really what the state is, stated intention is. Oh, absolutely is. it is. Uh, there, there have been multiple stories. We've, done, we've been covering this for years. We've had police call in to talk about this. It's, been, it's actually probably stated the, in many the, department the policies. The pain compliance. Is a, is a that's gun, what it is, is now. Is a gun for pain compliance? That's what the taser has become, Mark. But I'm, I'm telling you that the reason why it was introduced was to redu- re- you know, keep these people alive, well, to, to not uh, have as many deaths on the, the police department's hands. If anybody thought that uh, that that you know letting the government put their wiggle their little foot in a in a particular door and it was just going to keep their toe in the door, come on. Well, we that's all not what happens. We all know that that's not obviously what they're going to use this stuff for. But I mean, that's what that's what the uh, the rhetoric is that was used to get the tasers introduced. Oh, it'll be used instead of a gun when we would normally use a gun, and then it will be safer. In reality, I'm sure everybody was just thinking, boy, it's going to be fun to tase the crap out of people. Yeah, you're probably absolutely right about that, uh, Puke. I mean, you've been in the Army. You know some of the sadistic personalities that uh, Mm -hmm. that can occupy these positions of power over other human beings. Clearly... There were there were people who were very excited about the potential for torturing people with the taser, obviously, but they're not going to come out and issue a press release saying the Keene Police Department now has tasers and we're going to be doing uh, we're going to be tasing you whenever you don't do what we tell you to. I mean, no, that's not the way they uh, they put the public face on this device. The public. The, the the selling point of the taser is that well now we're we're better on the field because we don't have to take people's lives when they are threatening us we can just tase them and and put them in the handcuffs and 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 you know then the justice system will will handle it and of course if you actually read a lot of the things the police write go in for instance uh, mention the Keene Police Department go into any police department and read their department uh, policy or not policy but like the statement of uh, I forget what the exact name of it is, but it's 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 up on their wall. It's framed. It's very flowery. The creed. Creed might be it. There's there's uh, it's basically them talking about how they're there to protect people and that they're there for you know the the good of uh, the society and that they're there for etc. and so on. It's just it's very flowery and very positive toward the police. And and if you read just that uh, that those statements, it sounds like yeah, these guys are peace officers. They're going to be here to keep the peace and you know. The Taser website itself, it says that the Tasers are proprietary technology to incapacitate dangerous, combative, or high-risk subjects who pose a risk to law enforcement officers, innocent citizens, or themselves in a matter that is generally recognized as a safer alternative to other uses of force. I would agree with most of that, um, except that they, you know, clearly aren't using it on people that are dangerous, combative. Clearly. Again, you're talking about the implementation, Mark, versus the intention. Okay, so when they sell these ideas to people, they sell them based on the taser official policy, what it's supposed to be used for, and then they go ahead and they use it for pain compliance, and they get away with it. It's a good point that Mark's bringing up, that people need need to think about this stuff whenever they hear about the next government program that a it's going to be all flowers and sunshine you know think about it 
every then single think, time. What are they really going to do with it? Yeah, absolutely. Everything. They always go beyond the intentions of the program. That that I think is is the truth. And let me play I'll play the remainder of this uh, piece here from uh, I believe KRQE in uh, somewhere in New Mexico about this 14 year old girl who was tased not just by any officer but by the police the chief. By the chief. But when the chief pulled out his taser, Kylie ran out of fear. He just decided to use the taser. You just don't go and and, and tase a 14-year-old child. But the police report states Chief Hatcher told Martinez to stop running and warned her about the taser. When she refused to stop, he tased her. Makes it Police told us they can't comment on this. If you don't stop, I'm going to rape you. So, hey, that's all right. She didn't stop, right? Didn't say Simon Says. I just lost the page here. Oh, no. (laughs) That's the end of that video. It's still here. Here we go. This case, because there's an ongoing investigation. Chief Hatcher is on administrative leave while an independent firm investigates the incident. Kylie's family claims the force he used was too aggressive. She's just a child. When they go on administrative leave, they they actually give them a margarita on the way out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your vacation. His family says the situation is made worse because she has epilepsy. The father says since she's been tasered, Kylie is having daughter to the police department for uh, disciplinary counseling. Yeah. God. Please, Americans, learn your lessons from these poor people who have made the horrible mistake of believing that the police are somehow going to provide you with family counseling or psychological uh, services. Or that they're your friends or that they're nonviolent. They have one tool, and that is the threat of and actual force. And they are more than likely to use it because they're not so creative. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. They don't have to be creative. They're not there to help you. They're there to help put people in cages. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. More Taser news in moments, and you can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those, including our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact. Our chat room is built into the same page as the cam, and you can access it all over at cam.freetalklive.com. Totally free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com, brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, and up to 99% off of list price. That's right, 99% off of list price. Go to MemoryDealers.com like I did. Look at the prices. Some of the uh, optical, all of them are discounted. Some of them are discounted as high as 99%. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. More Taser news in a moment, but Rick is on the line in Florida. 
Rick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Puke and Mark. Rick in Florida. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Rick? I usually listen to you guys on the podcast, so I was listening to last night's Eminent Domain show, and uh, it was uh, really interesting. Is Michelle there with you tonight? No, No. Michelle joins us on Monday nights. Oh, okay. Well, tell her she's got a fan down in Port Charlotte, right down from your old stopping grounds in Sarasota. Very good, sir. But, uh, uh, but basically, I'm planning a road trip this summer. A couple of weeks, me and my wife are going to kind of do the hippie scene and kind of just road trip out of a van. And uh, was wondering when would be the best time to visit you guys. Oh, that's a great question. I, mean, I would recommend the. Yeah, I would recommend the events up in Keene and stuff. I would recommend the Porcupine Freedom Festival at uh, Porkfest. Dot com. Uh, it is the Free State Project's yearly event that is happening this year. Um, actually, I don't know when the dates are this year. Apparently, they are not on Porkfest.com yet. Uh, I believe that they have been announced. Um, maybe they just need to update the uh, the website. I think they're on the, For- the Porkfest Facebook page. Uh, but uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival goes on. It, uh, this it says past- right here, Porkfest, uh, that's 20. 20- 2010, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that's not right. Um, so anyway, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a great opportunity to come up to New Hampshire to meet with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people uh, and get together. And, and basically, it's a camping fest kind of thing, so it's a perfect perfect event to attend if you're going to be driving a van around uh, the country. Well, it's typically been at the end of June somewhere. Yeah, that's about right. Um, and and this year, it's going to be a little bit longer officially. Usually, or like for the last year, it was just the weekend officially, but people typically show up. Yeah, people like Thursday through Sunday, people typically show up on Sunday or Monday of the, the week prior, and they stay for the entire week. Uh, and, and June kind of, 20th through June 26th? This year? Yeah. Okay, so there you go. June 20th through the 26th. Where did you get that information from, Mark? Uh, Facebook, yeah. uh, Porkfest 2011. So there you go. Yeah, that would be a great time to be up in New Hampshire. I, I lived up in uh, Rochester for a few years when I was stationed over at the shipyard in Kittery, Maine. And I just love New Hampshire. My wife's never been up there. And I just uh, love to be a part and listen to you guys on the podcast quite regularly. And uh, switch back and forth between you and Alex Jones. I know who you are, but I, I'm sure you know who, they, who Alex Jones is. Yeah, but, we've talked to Alex you know, in the past. Who? Yeah, and I, and, and I find that I kind of really like your whole philosophy uh, better than the, the a guy I was listening to earlier, the guy who called in from Montana about the, yesterday or the day before regarding the, uh, you know, kind of the police state and the armed rebellion aspect of everything and how that's just not the way to go. Absolutely. And, uh, and then when I was on hold, you guys were talking about the tasering of the, of the girl, and I won't be able to even listen to that till tomorrow when I download the podcast later tonight or tomorrow morning. But, uh, you know that even down here, and I know you guys are. Uh, who's from uh, Sarasota? Ian or Mark or both? You guys. Mark or? and myself are Sarasota natives. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and well, I'm not too far. I'm just down in Port Charlotte, and uh, well, it's a small world. Know, thank, yeah, thank goodness that the uh, that the Charlotte County Sheriff hasn't started implementing the stuff that the Lee County Sheriff is doing, which is basically all the warrantless checkpoints and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, I work at Fort Myers, so I'm down there every day, and I really don't know, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you guys in where I live, I mean, how do you handle the basic police state influences that are going on right around me every day? How do you handle them? I'm not sure I understand what your question is. I mean, I, I mean, like, say if I get pulled over a warrantless checkpoint, I mean, what would, you know, I want to 
stand up and not submit, and I and I preach and espouse that, and thank goodness I have never been pulled over and be submitted to an illegal search of my vehicle or whatever. Yeah, it's a um, tough question. I mean, what you're asking is you're, you're in the situation where you you want to uh, to disobey, you want to non cooperate. It's it's the right thing to do. But, you know, it's the morally right thing to do, but is it the pragmatically right thing to do? And, of course, pragmatism has gotten us where we are, where people will just, they'll go along to get along because it seems to be the path of least resistance. And, of course, over time, in the short term it is, uh, but over time it allows the government to continue to build the police state and to continue to get away with uh, the abuses that, uh, that, they, uh, that they, you know, they, they perpetrate on people. So I would suggest that... If you really want to stand up, you're going to have to expect you're going to get smacked down, especially if you're living yeah. in, in Port Charlotte, Florida, or anywhere else where you don't have a big activist network to back you up. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you, the, 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 this, the uh, troopers in uh, the, the county, the sheriffs, that's what they're called, in uh, Port Charlotte, as far as I'm concerned, far worse than they are in Manatee or Sarasota. Really? Yeah, when I went down there, every, every dealing I ever had with them, and I'm talking about being somebody who's you know going to an air show and asking a question of a cop about how to get around, I de- dealt with nothing but surly rednecks. Yeah, so you yeah s- and, and that's what you run into, and, and, and they're kind of all on power trips and stuff, but, you know, I work for a living, I'm saving my money, I kind of... Sure. Uh, you know, I buy silver, and you know, I'm kind of doing all the right things to prepare for what's coming. And I think we all are on the same boat, or on, you know, we're definitely on the same boat. Well, but you've got to have here, numbers. You know, I call, you, a friend of mine is a is a talk show host here locally, and I call and I listen to this. Just it's all distractions on local talk radio, where you know they talk about the Shiites and the Muslims and this and that and the terrorism and all the crap. And I called there this morning and it just blew a gasket. And I'm like, you know, this is not what it's all about. This is about warrantless checkpoints. It's about just our freedoms being inhibited. Well, sure, every- they'd, you're absolutely right about that. They'd much rather distract people with believing that the enemy is out there somewhere. They're lurking out in the darkness around the world, and we must uh, ferret them out and destroy them. When, in point of fact, the enemy is within. I mean, the uh, and I don't uh, enemy is not really the right term. They're just people that think they're doing the right thing, and they're not. Um, they're they're human beings. But uh, the, the problem is here. The problem is the police state, as you pointed out. But the solution can't be accomplished alone. If you stand up, you will have your head cut off and you will be punished and it will it will be very damaging to you. So I, as again, I don't know if you're going to move to New Hampshire, but uh, certainly it sounds like you're interested. And after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, your wife uh, might be convinced because it's a pretty persuasive place to visit. The people are awesome. It's a great time. Puke, how many of them have you been to at this point? Uh, three all three or four of them since I moved up here. Yeah, me the too. The first one was only a weekend, but the other three I've been to uh, pretty much you know five days worth or so, and it's a great time if you like camping, if you can put up with being out in the weather, you know. But uh, there's also a hotel. To, you, yeah, you there is a hotel, hotel if you want. Let's and, call it a motel. Okay, it is a room, a building. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you can uh, there's there's cabins to rent, although I think they're already rented out. Uh, the campsites are starting to go. Uh, so you definitely want to go to uh, to Pork, Porkfest 2011 on Facebook to get some more information about it. And I'll talk to the organizer uh, tonight and see. If already done that. Oh, you did about updating the actual website. Yeah, he's having uh, difficulty getting through the bureaucracy of getting. Oh, he's got Lord. the page designed. It's just got to get put up. So he's the, so the bureaucratic of uh, the morass of the FSP is getting in the way, basically. I, you know, it's a volunteer organization. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyway. So, so yeah. You guys are going to be there in June. 
Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. We broadcast live from the Porcupine Freedom It'll be Festival. a lot more exciting than seeing us, I can assure yeah, you. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there's not an official list of anything at this point. It's too early uh, to say what's exactly going to transpire. But you can guarantee that if you've got hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out at the same campground, it's going to be a good time. Yes, it is. Uh, I know they had... Yeah, kind of- it's just changing things down here. You know, you're, you're fighting against... Senior citizens, which are ingrained in this yeah, whole, yeah, that's you know, true. I'll tell you what, uh, we'll bring it back Republican here in a moment because I want to, I want to address thing. the issue. If you'll hang on, I want to address the issue that you brought up, and that is what to do about the police, the checkpoints, the police state. Uh, we'll come back with more. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. you want, just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Still to come, a two-pack of the TOTUS Act to be given to you, so stay tuned for your opportunity to win that here in a little bit. 800-259-9231 is the number here, and by the way, you can help support Free Talk Live by going to promote.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find a list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Rick, listening in Florida, uh, Rick, are you still with us? I still am. Now, Rick, you had expressed some uh, some concern. You were curious about what to do regarding the uh, you know this kind of impending police state, the uh, the rise of the continued uh, continual rise of the police state in this country. It just keeps getting worse uh, with more checkpoints being set up now in Tampa Bay. They are uh, taking blood from people who refuse to take a breathalyzer. Uh, I mean, there's just so many examples. The the TSA coming into uh, to, to train stations and bus stations, the body scanners, and all this stuff. Um, uh, tasers. I, I, the, the the fact is, uh, Customs and Border Patrol does uh, does uh, random stops. It will set up checkpoints and stops along the uh, the borders within a hundred miles of the border in both the northern and southern borders. So it's crazy. There's, there's 80 miles of Arizona that are off limits to you and me if we want to drive through there. Yeah, so it just keeps I mean, getting like worse. 300 to three or 400 square miles of Arizona, they say, keep out Americans. That's, so, it's all basically owned by the Mexican military, but that's a whole other issue. So your question was, you're living down in Port Charlotte, Florida, and what do you do about this? What do you do if you come across one of these checkpoints? How do you handle it? Well, I would suggest that uh, there's only so much you should do to stick your head up above uh, the water, because if you're all alone and you don't have a big network of activists, you're going to just be crushed under the boot of the the police state. Although that said, I think there are still some things that could be done. Uh, just again, depends on how much risk you want to take. Uh, you could record the uh, the interaction. You could pull out a video camera. You could have a smartphone and have Quick.com on there where you're streaming live to the Internet. You could announce that to the cops and say, you know, just want to let you know I am streaming this live to the Internet and then let them ask their questions. And you don't always have to answer their questions, of course. You could always ask questions back instead of answering their questions. But again, as Mark pointed out, his experience in Port Charlotte, because we're from just north of there in Sarasota originally, was all very negative, dealing with a bunch of redneck cops. I mean, the the fact is, even if you do these these simple things like just asking questions or or recording a scene, there's still a chance they could attack you. There's still a chance that they could steal your camera. There's still a chance that you could end up with you know a broken bone or end up in a jail 
jail cell on some kind of trumped up charge for having a crack rock that you never knew you had when they uh, they planted on you. So you never know what is going to happen when you're dealing with rogue cops and you never know who the rogue cops are until it's too late frequently. So I would highly recommend coming to New Hampshire for the Porcupine Freedom Festival and then making the decision as to whether or not you want to make the move up here permanently because it makes a huge difference when you're around other uh, like-minded people. Case in point, last night after the show, Mark, you and I, we went out uh, to Heika's birthday party. Heika's uh, one of the local uh, folks up here, New Hampshire natives, who's also a, a liberty-oriented activist, and she was having her party at a local bar. And so we showed up and uh, enjoyed ourselves there, and people were drinking and having a good time. And you know, a couple hours into it, around midnight, uh, two guys left – and I don't know if they'd been drinking or not, but they they left and they were driving away from the bar. And Keene, New Hampshire is a pretty small place, so it doesn't take too long to get anywhere. In this case, they got pulled over not far away from where the bar actually was. Since we actually have activists in this uh, in New Hampshire that are doing various different types of activism, one of those types of activism is you know kind of the behind the scenes technical side. So we have Porcupine four one one, which allows people to call a phone number, leave a message, and then have that message distributed instantaneously to hundreds of email recipients. So I've got my smartphone. I get a uh, message coming in at just after midnight last night. That uh, coming from the Pork 411, I played it back. I'm still at the party at the at the bar, playing it back, and it's the guys who were just who just left not long ago saying they were pulled over and they said which street it was on, and so I got my jacket on and you know said announced what it was going on to everybody that was there. We all headed out of the bar, and approximately ten liberty oriented people left that bar at that moment, walked over uh, and ran. In some cases, I ran over there. Had my camera out. About four, uh, four of the ten had cameras, so we had four cameras rolling on this scene. The week we came up on a scene where there were already three cop cars. So you know, if they've got three cop cars out, they're planning to do something. Like something's up. There, this isn't your average ticketing situation. They or they're just bored because they're all over the damn place and it was late at night. That's a possibility, <laughs> but you know, it's still one. Yeah, I, the, you know, the bars are getting out. There must be other things they could have been doing. Nonetheless. It's an, it's a little unusual to see three cop cars pull some, pull somebody over, and so we we showed up there and we immediately start recording. And the cops did they change their behavior because we showed up? Well, we don't know because we don't know what would have happened had we not shown up. Uh, but I can tell you that what happened when we did arrive was they uh, the cops were a little irritated and agitated by that. One of them got uh, somewhat angry, and Jason Talley from the CD Evolution Fund uh, talked to him about his anger problem on camera, which was great. And uh, then they stood there and they waited as another cop arrives. Another That's st- got to be all of them in Keene at that it's, time. It was actually two Keene police cars and two state police cars. So another statey pulls up. Then they come up. They talk to uh, the guy that was in the, the – one of the activists that was in the truck that was pulled over originally. And we're all kind of gathered around. Everybody's got their cameras. And, uh, and basically they didn't ha- ask him to exit the car which they might have done. They might have tried to do DUI tests or whatever. They didn't do that stuff. They just basically told them, you can't drive this. Your license is suspended. Which one of you guys can drive it home? So they weren't. They didn't uh, tow the car or anything like that. They allowed one of us to uh, to drive it home. And I'm sure the video footage from, from this will be available at some point at uh, Free Well, King. that's very cool, though. Yeah, but right. It gives you an example of what what a difference it can make when you actually have people who get what freedom means and are willing to stand 
stand up and do something available on call, literally on call, to come to your aid in these uh, in these situations. You just don't have that anywhere else. I've actually been thinking about a, a kind of a, a website idea where called uh, you know I was going to call it something Cop Watch or something like that where uh, you know a sign up list would be able to email alert where the checkpoints were if there were any. Well, good news. Uh, Cop Watch already exists. It's an organization that's been around for years, originally founded in Berkeley, California. Um, and also, Porcupine 411 is a system that can be duplicated. It's uh, programmed by one of the, the IT guys behind this show, uh, Michael Hampton. You can go to porcupine411.com. And, and thank you for the call tonight, Rick. I appreciate you bringing that issue up because it's really, it's really an important one. And people are wondering, what can you do about the police state? The answer is, unless you want to get your head cut off, you need to move to New Hampshire and get active here where other people care and other people are willing to do something. But if you want to get your own Porcupine 411, let's say for whatever reason you can't leave where you are and you want to recruit people into some sort of an activist network and for whatever reason you actually have people willing to do this, which would be great – I don't know very many places where this is possible, but if you have this, uh, you can go to porcupine411.com and there's a contact link there that will allow you to essentially get your own, you know, fill it, Port Charlotte, Pork 411. You know, the, the, this is possible. It's just software, basically, that uh, Michael Hampton can set up for you. I'm sure he'll do it very affordably. And then you can have your very own system that's exactly the same as For ours. all the freedom lovers in Port Charlotte, which, I, you know, you'll get four or five people on the list. I think I'd rather have something like the, the Freedom Cam at freedomcam.net where you can uh, – it's a dashboard cam that records everything that's going on in a traffic stop. And oh, it's then so at, awesome. At the very least, you've got some kind of record of what's going on. In many states, you have to uh, – I don't think Florida necessarily, but in many states, you have to uh, inform uh, you know, all parties that they're being recorded. But mm-hmm. I you think you can do that with a little sticker, you know, one of those little label maker things, uh, say, put on the, the – you know, just the, the, the wing window of your, of your driver's side door or something. I love the Freedom Cam. It is, uh, it's a great product. It's, it's in my car, and it's recording at all times, which is just fantastic. So – uh, where can you go to get that freedom? Freedomcam dot net. That's the uh, GPS black box dash cam. Is what that's called. Yep. All right. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So being around others who love liberty, that's the key. And if you've got four people in Port Charlotte, that's not going to be enough. You've got to have more than that. You've got to have enough people to where at any given time, if something happens, people will be available to respond. I mean, we're we're kind of around that area now here in, in New Hampshire where we've got hundreds of people scattered throughout the state. But we need more. We need thousands of people here. Yeah, it's really hard to do if most people work, you know, nine to five. Right. If it's two in the morning and you're calling in, there's going to be a limited response. Uh, so it all depends on different it depends on different factors. But having more liberty people together is the key from all different aspects, not just of, uh, you know, resisting or refusing the police state, but from doing political action where today apparently was the very first day of the state house, the new people that got elected, the free staters and the liberty oriented people here in New Hampshire that were elected uh, went, I guess, today to the state house to be sworn in or something like that. Have you yeah, heard about I think this, they, uh, yeah, there, There's some speechifying going on and things like that. There are at least two, I believe, of friendly folks that are now on the criminal justice committee. One of our advertisers, as a matter of fact, uh, Mark Warden. I, I don't think that's a secret. Uh, Mark Warden, the, the, uh, the porcupine realtor, was elected this past year as a state rep, and he's got a seat on the Criminal Justice Committee, which means that he will be one of the guys looking at things like marijuana decriminalization and stuff like that. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, Hour 3's next. 
very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that in 2011 will witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives, the way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video, which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica.com. 19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com. Whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. Main feature, actually, of our website allows you to control the content. You can go there and edit uh, the, the wiki. You can also submit Items for the front page of the website, uh, news items or videos or blog posts, and then other listeners vote on what they like the best and the most like to make it to the front page and the top. Go get the details. Get interactive over at freetalklive.com as we go to the phones and to the fun. Then, Mark, you're going to give us another taser story here in a little bit. Hey, tasers. Uh, but first, we go to ladies first. Mama Allie is in, I believe, uh, you in Tennessee right now, Mama Allie? Yes, I am, Ian. And you're on Free Talk Live. What's on, what's on your mind tonight? Hi. Yep. Monday, I got trial on Tuesday, so I'll be back in Georgia soon. But I, I never watched the news, and I left the TV on, and I walked off, had to go check this hill I'm fixing to slide down, and I came back on, and CNN was on, and I swear, Alec Baldwin was on there, and they were talking about him running for president. Really, and I was just wondering what y'all thought. Yes. I was just wondering what y'all thought about that and what the people who listen to this show think about that. Well, uh, last I heard about Alec Baldwin, he was a statist. So I think that's, you know, just another statist running for president. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty well into the Democratic Party. Does that answer huh. your question? Yes, thank you. There you go, Mama uh, Allie. I, hope. I also heard an interview, uh, I forget where I heard this, but he uh, he was also stating that he loves acting so much. Um, you know, he's actually been getting fairly popular in the past few years with shows that he's been on. He is a good actor. I yeah, mean, and uh, he seemed to, you know, and of course he's being political maybe, so he's just sort of being coy with the, you know, person talking to him. But he said that he he would prefer to just, uh, just keep acting, you know, so I don't know, but you never know. When was that that you saw that? Oh, just a few days I ago. Just saw it. Huh. Yeah, because I saw something as well on Drudge the other day about him considering, like, seriously considering uh, a career in politics. But, you know, they had the, there's been actors before that, that they play political figures, mm-hmm. and then people think they would make a good presidential or politician. Ronald or, Reagan know. was an actor. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like they, people see actors on television being a politician, and they think they'd be a good politician in real life, and it's just, you know, cult personality. 
Well, I mean, what, they're as qualified as anybody else, uh, right? Yeah, true. So it's or as just, unqualified as anybody else. Yeah, really. exactly. So I mean, for an actor, it's actually it's it's probably a good move for them because uh, I mean, if that's the direction they want to go, because they've already got the name recognition from from doing all the acting. I mean, look at uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger out in California. By the way, he left with a twenty two percent approval rating. I think. Well, after he, all was said and done. It's, it's hard to enter in and uh, you know get and do something and get uh, high approval ratings. I mean, how could anybody possibly get good approval in california the what? place is going down it's I like it, being i thought it was an awesome place going good yeah right it's it's like being the captain of the titanic money falling from the sky i mean if you got to you've got to vote in the new captain of the titanic after it hit the iceberg you think that guy's going to be popular <laughs> anything else you want to share tonight mama Allie? no baby that was it good luck thank in court you. and thank you for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you 800-259-9231. I'm being told that uh, Alec Baldwin is the guy that called his 11-year-old daughter a rude, thoughtless pig. And in 2007, he was all over the news for the horribly, verbally abusive way he talked to his family. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I think I remember that one, yeah. yeah. So I imagine didn't... how he feels about you. <laughs> well, it, probably the same way any other politician would feel about the general public. Yeah, that you're scum. Yeah. And that you need to be controlled. So there you go. It's all about them. Generally, if somebody is thinking about running for president, they are probably not a liberty-minded individual. Yeah. Just general. It's a general statement. I mean, not always true, but like liberty-minded people will run uh, for president out of like the feeling of obligation. Well, somebody needs to get a, you know, put the liberty message out there, so I'll do it. But uh, somebody who's really excited about running for president is likely somebody who wants to control others. You know, um, I, a certain a certain segment of the population will vote for you for president because of the way you look or how famous you are. So I suspect he'll get you know, just fifteen percent of the vote yeah. just by being Alec Baldwin. No, I agree. With, I think you're absolutely right about yeah. that. But then again, he, if he's got some rude tapes from two thousand and six, that that's what the Republicans will run over and over and over again as his uh, in in the anti Alec Baldwin campaign ads. We've got David in Indiana. Paid David. for by conservative parents or concerned mm-hmm. parents. David, you're on Free Talk Live with the Impuke and Mark. David, hello. You're Hi. Uh, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight, David? Mate, uh, I've traveled halfway around the globe to uh, come to the land of the free and the home of the brave. I was aiming to live in New Hampshire. My girlfriend got a job there, and uh, I didn't. But uh, I've made it to New Ham- uh, to, uh, to Indiana, so you know, at least I'm in the right time zone. So wait a minute. Your girlfriend is in New Hampshire, but you're in Indiana? Yeah, that's right. She's, uh, we're both researchers, both scientists. And <laughs> um, she got a job up there, and uh, I got a job here. Hmm. Uh, as close as I could get. Boy, that's not so good for a relationship, though, is it? <laughs> oh, I figured we'd be traveling around anyway. So, uh, uh, mate, uh, I was up there in New Hampshire about a week ago. I did Christmas and New Year's up there. First oh, cool. time up there. I'm a signatory on the uh, Free State Project. Great. And um, beautiful part of the country. Where, where are you from? Uh, Australia? New Zealand? New Zealand. No? O- originally from... Uh, uh, Central West New South Wales, and okay. um, just finished finished my degree in Canberra, the capital city, the the uh, bureaucratic hub for the country. Australia, Australia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, New South Wales is Australia. Hey, you got, haven't you figured out yet that Americans don't know geography? Look, if we haven't had a if we haven't had a war in Australia, we don't know your geography. Okay. 
In order yeah, for us, to, in order for us to learn geography, we we must kill about a, a third of your population. Well, I don't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, righto. You don't mean we, you mean they. It's a joke, Ian. Yeah. Same. You gotta <laughs> get, get your it, terms get the right. Stick out of your rectum. No, I'm not going to, Mark, because it's important that you not include me in your we, because I'm not a killer. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts tonight, David. What else was? Uh, what did you want to share? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you maybe share a few impressions that I've had uh, of um, of America and of the free state while I've been here. Sure. I've been. Um, I mean, I've been listening to the program for a while, and you guys kind of support um, the uh, legalization of marijuana and you know similar illicit uh, uh, substances, but uh, mm-hmm. I think you've already got, you've got a battle on your hands just for uh, legalizing or making um, a little less criminal the idea of buying a beer over here, you know? Um, yeah, you do. Indiana's terrible for it. You've got to, you've got to show your, uh, basically show your passport every time you want to buy a beer and uh, um, forget buying it on a Sunday. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say to people, you know, is this, is this America or what? <laughs> America's surprise! Got a, surprise! Especially where you are, the you, you, you're at the you're at the top of the buckle of the Bible Belt there, and um, yeah, you know, right. the, I'm I'm afraid that they've got a real problem with alcohol still in that area. Yeah, I mean, you could be in a dry county. There's those still. Yeah, I don't know if they yeah. have them in Indiana, but they oh, might but, down in Kentucky. Thank Christ, yeah. I, I probably would wouldn't have made it if I was. Yeah, they do in Arkansas. <laughs> but, um, where I grew up. God, it's so crazy. Oh God. At least you can get it on a good day, but uh, New Hampshire, yeah, beautiful place. Uh, and also an awful alcohol. Just, right, just, just to interject, uh, New Hampshire's awful uh, when it comes to alcohol restrictions here, too. It's really bad. I don't know if there are yeah, any dry right, counties yeah. in New Hampshire. Well, uh, in fact, I don't, I'm pretty sure there are not dry uh, counties in New Hampshire because the state actually sells the alcohol, so the state wants to have alcohol in as many counties as it possibly yeah. can. And there's only, what, yeah, six right, counties? Yeah. There are ten, actually, ten, ten huh? counties uh, in New Hampshire. Although there's like two of them where no one lives. Yeah, so. there's not a lot of counties. Yeah. So, anything else uh, on your on your so, mind, well, David? While I was up there over Christmas, I was looking for um, looking for uh, sort of a free state project or you know something something to do with the project that I could uh, meet up with people. But it was pretty quiet up there over the holiday break, and um, I was glad to hear you reiterate some of the uh, dates for the uh, the pork fest. Well, things uh, certainly do quiet year, down. Yeah, Porkfest is great. Uh, th- th- things do quiet down a little bit during the wintertime, but there have been things going on here in Keene every single week. I mean, there are regular social events scheduled. Uh, you can always visit calendar.freekeen.com to see what's going on up here. I, I can't speak for the rest of the state, but I know they have uh, t- Taproom Tuesdays and other things weekly in Manchester. So they're usually weekly events in both Keene and Manchester and in other places. So uh, maybe, maybe check in with the, the Free Keen Forum the next time you're coming up here and let us know. More coming up. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's, helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of what happened today at school, try what was the best thing that happened today. The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Two five 
1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features free. So do enjoy those on us. Uh, by the way, features including the archives. We've got a lot of archives. In fact, going back to late 2006, all of it free, The uh, last week's worth on the front page. And then you click into the archive section to go way, way back, all free for you at freetalklive.com. Thanks to HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own website. Um, they've got uh, tools there, whether it's uh, you know, templates, and they've got uh, website building tools that make it easy for you to create your own website. They've got a 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee, technical support all around the clock. They even give you a $100 Google AdWords credit when you start your uh, website with hostgator.freetalklive.com. You'll get your first month completely free. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here with your calls, your thoughts about what you want. Matt is on the line in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I had an idea that I wanted to run past you guys. I just thought of it today while I was driving around. You know, I was thinking about um, how... Uh, it, well, in Illinois, at least, the, the economy is really bad. Uh, the, the governments look like they're in trouble. And cities are, are going under. Oh, yeah. So, we talked extensively about Illinois last night and its budget problems. Uh, $13 billion is currently owed, and it may end up ballooning up even further unless they can so- somehow figure out uh, a solution, which doesn't seem very likely. Yeah, and if, if what I thought of was if, if cities ever do start declaring bankrupt, bankruptcy and going, uh, you know, reorganizing their, their debt and stuff like that, it, it might be wise for them to, um, rather than hiring uh, uh, guys that are likely to be unionized to do all the, uh, the maintenance in their city, to have companies pop up that would take care of that for them. Kind of, you know, if you're a guy with a with a truck that has a plow and 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 you have a lawnmower in your garage, you can plow the streets and mow their lawn for them and charge them a whole heck of a lot less than those guys on, in the unions. You could. And I was just wondering, and I was just wondering if if you thought we might actually see that start to happen. Should the economy get any worse in places like Detroit? I'm sure that's uh, you know that's the only way you're going to get your um, your your street cleared. Literally in Detroit, they've stopped services like snow removal from twenty percent. Stopping? Yeah, I don't think it has exactly stopped quite yet, but that's what they're moving toward. Okay, well they've they've announced that they're stopping things yeah. like the snow removal from twenty percent of the streets, the residential areas of the the city of Detroit. So if you want to your uh, your street cleared, the only way you're going to do it is by getting out there with a pickup truck and doing it so it may very well come to that in other other places or so, get a snowmobile. Uh, so there you go there's a there's going to be a demand for that kind of work and people are out of work well yeah it's true so the entrepreneurial they, they uh, the, yeah the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial sorts could go out and uh, and possibly make some money at this but of course it would require presenting this to the city council, right? I mean, you, you're talking about going through the official system, not what Mark is saying here and just going and clearing the streets. But you're talking about going through the government to get them to essentially hire you to do this job. Um, well, as it stands right now, that's the organization that would kind of be coordinating those things. Yeah. If you were really uh, industrious, you might 
try to start uh, organizing it in a different way, maybe going around the neighborhoods, knocking on doors, talking to people, trying to get a... Uh, a, a collection box going. Yeah, or, I, that's what I do. You know. I'd tell them, look, I just cleared the street. <laughs> um, hey, right. you know, I'm I'm I, I'm out of work, and uh, I could use, uh, you know, this this is what I've decided a to do for money. And I think you would probably collect, uh, you know, do pretty well that way if you cleared uh, were to clear streets. But in areas, uh, I, I'm talking about, I'm imagining this this area in Detroit. But in some cases, there's one or two houses on these streets so, that are occupied. Yeah, mean? there's there's not a lot too clear. It's it's crazy. Well, right, and also, well, aren't you working against in that case, Mark? Aren't you working against the fact that people are still paying property taxes for these services? They're not getting those services though, but they're still paying for them. So, so you're saying that you still think that even though they're paying for the property taxes and paying for the services they're not getting, that they're going to be willing to pay on top of got, that? If you've got a truck with a plow then it doesn't seem to me that you've lost much by going out and filling up the gas tank and mm-hmm. and uh, you know plowing out plowing these people out and then seeing whether or not they're going to give you some money. I'm with you Mark. I think that people likely would. However, you are still going to be working against you've that. You got like... you got to catch him at the house though. That's always yeah. difficult. <laughs> so there you go, Matt. Anything else you want to share? Well, earlier tonight you were talking about was NYPD blue yeah, where they were uh, the the uh, not, not Supreme Court, but the Second Circuit Court of Appeals in New York had overturned the FCC's decision to fine ABC over showing some buttocks. Yeah, I, I was uh, a fan of NYPD Blue, and then they showed that Dennis Franz episode, and, and I was blind for a week. I couldn't <laughs> see for a week. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Matt. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, um... He was talking about uh, cities losing all of their money and such, and there's an article on the New York Times about uh, strange states turning to laws to curb labor unions. And um, I don't know if you guys want me to get into it or not, but basically it's a lot of states are are deciding that uh, maybe state employees should not be allowed to unionize and thus, really? you know, and basically fleece everybody, the taxpayer, tax victims. Of all so this, money. yeah, you'd mentioned this before the show. Is this this is not just New York State. This is other nope, state it's, governments. Um, it's all sorts of uh, states because there's a quote here from a Republican governor of Wisconsin, and then they're talking about the Democratic governor of New York. All uh, like right here, the Democratic governor Cuomo of New York is expected to call for a one-year salary freeze for state workers, a move that would save two hundred million dollars to four hundred million dollars, and challenge labor's traditional clout in Albany. I wonder what will happen to the politicians that do this. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that there would, you know, any politician that actually passes or supports legislation like this is going to have a huge uh, fight up against them when they, you know, re-election comes along because the labor unions are pr- probably pretty good lobbyists. They are some of the most active uh, people in favor of more state power and control, and so. It's got to be a tough position for a politician to be in because on one hand, he, the politician or the governor or whoever, wants to be seen as, I'm doing what it takes to slash the budget. Endorsed by the firefighters and the police union. But on the other hand, they won't get those endorsements if they're gutting the idea of unions from government. And that's going to be a huge hit to their re-election campaigns because the firefighters and police unions and the other unions, the teachers unions, they're the ones that are going to be hitting the streets holding signs and waving signs and doing stuff like that. They're the most politically, probably some of the most politically active people. They take some of their members' uh, uh, you know, uh, dues and they give you, they donate to yeah. campaigns but too. But this is, this is a sign of how serious it's getting because you've mm-hmm. got politicians actually willing to piss off unions 
to try That's and do point. anything to get money or save money, you know, what they think might save money. So it's a sign of the times. And what the unions will do in response is another question. Um, Hopefully they just go away. <laughs> well, it'd be nice. Uh, what it'll, it'll be certainly a step in the right direction. Uh, not that I have a problem with unions, but I, I agree with what Mark was saying earlier this week, and that is that, uh, or like maybe it was last week, that you know, the, these unions in government, there's no check and balance against yeah. them. So they can just take and take and take and expand and expand and uh, take and more have. power. We're coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Speaking of SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for uh, your, your business, whether your business is a doctor's office, construction company, bank, medical office. Um, if you need to try something new in these areas, uh, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and purchases charged off receivables. They handle all kinds of things uh, through the tel- through telephony. They have hundreds of lines, coming, infinite lines actually, coming into their, their offices and uh, can make telephone calls for all kinds of things. Go check them out at SACL CAI. There are banner, uh, the, the, their banner is the top one on the right-hand side of the page at freetalklive.com. That's right. 800-259-9231 allows you to take control of these airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, Taser. Did we leave off in the middle of a, of a conversation? Or the, we pretty much wrap up on the union thing. Yeah, we were just talking about how the uh, the state government, certain governors and politicians are considering freezing union power. And that was about it. I, mean, I hope it happens. I don't know if anything's actually happening. The article we were reading from the New York Times was just talking about their essentially proposals. Probably, you know, politicians are like sticking their toe in the water to see if they get shot in the face or not, you know, from the union gang bosses. But Well, that's just it. They are <laughs> in many ways. Right. In many ways, they are very criminal like. Uh, so that may be a real factor. I mean, how many what is the likelihood that the union may actually threaten uh, these yep. politicians with with bodily harm or or harm to their families. If I mean, they, it's a, it's a sad reality, but that's the unions. I mean, they just they're so powerful, and they're just sucking all the money out of the uh, the tax victims that are actually you know working real jobs. And then you got the situation in New York City where the uh, the, the the union of people that plows the streets. I don't know what their name <laughs> what their name is, but I'm uh, sure it's long. Yeah, they had they just decided to not work. They decided that they were going to go on strike during the recent blizzard. And Some of them uh, apparently were drinking beers in the vehicles and at the offices, uh, you know, rather than than working. They yeah, were on they call a, those weekdays. Yeah, they, I'm sure. <laughs> they they were on such a work slowdown that they decided beers would be a good idea. Yeah, and as a result, people died. Yeah. Like a little baby Snowed died, in. an old lady died yeah. because the ambulances could not get to the places that they were being called to uh, due to the snow being in the streets. Well, those due to them those not union doing the members need another three or four dollars added on to their thirty bucks an hour. So in uh, New York, <laughs> yeah, it's well, more like than ninety dollars an yeah, hour. It's probably, 
Yeah, it's probably shocking to find out what they actually make and what they little actually do. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. Uh, Mark, you've got another taser story. We told you earlier about a 14-year-old girl that was tased, ended up with uh, the taser, one of the barbs, going into her brain, and all for just walking away from a scene uh, yeah, she where, ran to. where her mom uh, had taken her to uh, the, the police station. It was just a dumb choice on the part of mom. Please, parents, don't take your kids to the police to solve your family disputes. It's not going to work. Or well. call them. Don't or call yeah, don't the call them to either. your house either. Either way, do not go to the police. Do not call them uh, unless you know there's an actual life or death situation that you can't handle yourself. So that's the solution for how to not get your uh, kid tased when uh, you're you know having some kind of family dispute. What's your solution for this one, Ian? According to the Cincinnati Inquirer, motor, motorist John Harmon was on his way home from work when his blood sugar got too low. He's diabetic, Uh-oh. and that means trouble. That's a tasing. Harmon's vehicle veered into another lane. Uh, Uh Nearby Hamilton, Ohio Sheriff's deputy spotted the unintentional maneuver and pulled him over. The officer then approached the car with his gun drawn and screamed at Harmon before smashing the window open with his gun. Harmon, 52, was cut out of um, cut out of his seatbelt and dragged onto the ground. On the way down, his elbow was severely dislocated, but the pain didn't end there. During this process, he received seven shocks from a taser and was kicked in the head, all while cowering on the ground in pain, according to the account. This is a guy, yet another person, having a diabetic seizure, and the cops just don't know what to do about it. They think they're seeing you know somebody on PCP or something, and they just flip the f out i mean it's crazy and it's we've read story after story on this and somehow or another the police uh, agencies of america are not getting the message nope. that when somebody you know this is a person having a diabetic seizure you don't kick the crap out of them they've killed people over this and diabetes is on the rise so expect to see more of it they're not responding to into your commands because they can't. They, you know, they don't have the physical capability to do that at that time. That's no excuse, Ian. Now, this isn't one you officer that was doing this. It was actually two. And check out how amazingly violent these people must have been. According to the account, an Ohio uh, Highway Patrol officer arrived on the scene and was shocked to find Harmon being treated in this manner. He uh, separated the officers from Ar- Harmon only to discover Harmon's diabetics, um, I guess his medications. Harmon mm-hmm. is uh, currently suing the sheriff's office, but the officers are still working. Of course. They're not even on uh, administrative paid administrative leave. Mm. In fact, the original officer on the scene filed felony charges against Harmon wow. and his boss signed off on them. Highway Patrol video of Harman, the incident. Not Harmon's boss, the cop boss. Yeah. Um, the the uh, Highway Patrol video of the incident is available after uh, the word word of warning. However, you will see the commotion and you can hear Harmon's anguished voice. Mm. You can see it at autoblog.com. It's crazy stuff. Just crazy. I mean, I, 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 I know you don't need... A, a master's degree to be a police officer but for god's sake these people should know what a diabetic seizure is they just i mean <laughs> kicking this guy in the head dislocating his arm yanking him out cutting him out of his seatbelt, tasing him seven times seven he's on times. the ground wailing in pain going through yep. a seizure mark they were scared it's okay right this all they had to do yeah. is step back a few he feet. swerved the guy swerved <laughs> in a car somewhere. That's what he did. Road. He swerved. 
Like you could just do that. You could, you know, glance down at your radio and then a, a bird flies at yeah. your car and you kind of uh, spooked and swerve. And then what? the cops like, hey, you must be drunk on PCP. Well, Goofballs. The, the, the difference is <laughs> in this case, uh, you know, he's not responding to what they say because he's having a diabetic seizure. Right. He's not responding. So when they say when they've got a gun trained on him and they're pointed it at him, they, they're really expecting him to do what they say at that point. So yep. he's not meeting their expectations. And um, they're, you know. So then they use the gun, the butt of the gun to smash in the car yeah. window. Then they, you know, drag the guy out. I mean, when a cop whips out a gun, he really expects somebody to uh, uh, jump to and obey his authority. And if they don't, it's a real blow against his ego, right? Yeah. I mean, how, imagine how you feel if somebody, if you pull out a gun, you point it at somebody, you tell them what to do, and they don't do it. I mean, that's that's a huge blow to your ego. You don't know what to do. Well, put I your damn shoot ego this person aside. is the next thought you right. have. Put your, put your damn ego aside and start being oh, customer do your job. service oriented. I mean, you know, this is, this is what happens when you take people who perhaps were not the sharpest knives in the drawer in the first place, set them out there with no training, and say, hey, you boys are in charge. Make sure you do not lose control of the situation. And also, you know, this cop could have been chugging five-hour energy drinks or had Red Bulls all day long yeah. or, or be might have been drunk for his next cigarette. Yeah, drunk, waiting for his next cigarette or something, you know. But really, they are just drunk on power because they know that they can get away with this stuff, which is why they aren't customer-oriented, you know. There is no accountability. They're exactly. We are their supposed customers. We're the ones that are paying for their uh, their salaries and their, their bureaucracy, but they don't treat us that way. They treat us like they're serfs. They treat us like dogs. And... Right. Well, think about this for customer service for a second. Imagine for a second that this guy didn't operate under the color of a badge. And in fact, he was a Walmart security officer. Imagine somebody has a diabetic seizure in a Walmart. The security officers go over, taser him seven times, kick him in the head, dislocate his arm. It's crazy. You think those securities officers would be there the next day? These guys are still on the job. These people don't work for you. The government is not there for you. This is not a government of the people, by the people, for the people. Yep, and Walmart would be doing whatever they could to, you know, to try to make things right with the customer and profusely apologize. Going to do recognize that. those signs. According to the American Diabetes Association, 7.8% of the population have diabetes. So this it's is going to happen a lot. It, and it has happened at least often enough for us to come across these stories. I can think of a, yeah. a minimum of three different occasions in which we've told a very similar story here. Uh, there's more time here, just enough for your calls if you make them at 800 259 9231. Maybe we need superheroes to fight the crime. I've got a story about that coming up here. Uh, but if you want to win a two pack of the Totasac, call in right now, 603 435 1105. That's 603-435-1105. We're coming up. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for your calls. If you make them now to 1-800-259-9231. Joining uh, you tonight, it's Ian. And Puke. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Puke, you've got your own website. What is it? 
I do. It's called DoomsdayDevice.com. That's with hyphens in between Dooms and Day and Device. So Dooms-Day-Device. It's essentially uh, my little website for my photography. And Are such. you for hire? I am, uh, depending on what it is you want me to do photography-wise. You also do graphic You've got lots design, of photography huh? stuff. I do, but I don't do weddings and such. You know, Just because you like don't that. like that? No, uh, shooting a wedding, I've done a few of them, and it really sucks. It's it's just weird. Don't you get abused by the people at the wedding? No, because I did it for friends, but ah, I've heard okay. a lot of horror stories, and it's just it's hard to do because it's like... You know, it's it's sort of like that perfect moment in a, in a, a couple's life, and they want everything so to be So if you perfectest. don't get it right. Yeah, then. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, and it's just, it's not fun. I, that's not why I like, you know, doing photography. Yeah, you want to do something that's fun and not have yeah, to uh, it would be, be nice. bitch. It would be nice if, if that was my job, I guess, but at this point, it's not my main source of income or any source of income at all. <laughs> so well, I paid just, you a few bucks for uh, taking some pictures for, um, you know, different different yeah, canned mean, pictures. I needed uh, headshots and stuff like true. that. Supposedly, Free Talk Live is going to have new ads for Talkers Magazine at some point if Ian ever oh, pr- yeah. pries his butt off the seat, and you're yeah. going to do that, too. I These remember. ads have lasted a half a decade. Yeah. They're doing pretty well. Yeah, that, that was like, the, what, two years ago when you talked to me about that? Very best reason <laughs> they, need to be, they need to be freshened up. Yeah, Would you, you, guys, you, you guys need to get off that church steps in Sarasota, wherever that photo was taken by <laughs> it was actually was it a high Johnson? school no high school. actually a closed down school. closed down old uh, Get some pictures up here in beautiful Keene, new hampshire yeah that's not a bad idea uh, i know a guy that can do it for you if people want to uh hire you that you also do some graphic design work, yeah I, I kind of uh, dabble in that i'm you know just sort of a hobby they're both my hobbies mainly photography is what well, it's, I, it's always good to turn hobbies into uh, something that pays right it is so, so. if you want to get in touch with puke go to dooms-day-device.com correct com dot com all right uh so 800-259-9231 let's talk to jeff in idaho jeff you're on free talk live hey guys i heard uh, uh mark I'm, I'm listening on the uh live stream i heard mark reference uh, walmart security so i just kind of wanted to give you guys a little insight as to what the walmart security rules are okay sure have you worked for them before i have i was an asset protection associate for about two years nice uh they have they have rules in effect right now um where you you're, you're basically bound to if you see a shoplifter in in a Walmart store, you're allowed to touch them on the shoulder, and that's pretty much the extent of it. If they refuse to deal with you, if they walk away, you have to let them go. And uh, that's pretty much just because, I mean, that's the image that Walmart wants their customers to, you know, see them in. They're, uh, I mean, we we can definitely get fired for anything more than that. Right. Now, Asset so- protection guys, they don't carry they don't carry handcuffs, they don't carry any weaponry of any kind. Now, I used to work in retail myself at uh, at Kmart uh, years ago and I worked with the ass uh, the the loss control guys what they called it there. Did you and just say you worked with the ass? The ass. No. Uh, I was going to say asset protection. They call it loss <laughs> they call it loss control. And uh, and that was a, it was always interesting, kind of seeing you know who would get busted and how it would go down. Um, and I think that he probably may have broken some of those rules. I don't know what the rules were that he was supposed to be following, but I, I don't. <laughs> I remember one time where he tackled some dude in the parking lot, and uh, that I don't think was supposed to be happening. Uh, but nonetheless, if you were to uh, if if somebody is to be let go, as you say, if, if touching them and talking to them doesn't stop them and they just keep going. It's then your responsibility to like gather information, right? Like to get the uh, the license plate number, to review the the camera footage, and prepare all that for uh, for the cops. Is that pretty much the other things that you'll do in that case? Uh, that's pretty much correct. But but I mean, it's it's you know, it's a it's a slight. I mean, it's a pretty big occasion when the police manage to find them and do anything about it. So even if you give them a plate number. 
Meaning, so the cops are dropping the ball and they, they just suck at investigating these things. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the police will basically say that anything, uh, property crime, is just not worth their time investigating. You know, the, and, and they'll play it off to, they'll say things like, well, there's crimes happening right now and we have to protect people right now, which what, what they mean is that we have to give people tickets for, you know, rolling, yeah, I, I rolling out, through a stop sign or something. Cops could be out doing something that makes their department money. Yeah, exactly. Indeed. I'm in a position now where I work with them every day, and I, I'm disappointed with the police department almost on a constant basis. What are you, what are you doing now? <laughs> uh, I do uh, uh, bail bond enforcement at this point. Oh, so you're a bounty hunter? Yes. Oh, very interesting. So what, what kind of uh, force are you allowed to use in that line of work? Oh, a lot more. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more money on the line there, too, and the bail bondsman doesn't care about what uh, the customers think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So, right, you got right. any interesting bounty hunter stories you want to tell? Um, not really. I mean, he, every situation is different. It, I I managed to find something funny just about every recovery I do. Uh, people look pretty surprised when I break their door down. Do you, wow. uh, do you start there with the door breaking down, or do you, uh, you know, do, do they no, get an opportunity we'll, to run? <laughs> How's that uh, no, well, I mean, we'll we'll put one guy on on the back door, and and we'll make sure that we know our guy is in there. You know. We don't just break down random doors. We'll try knocking, and if nobody picks, oh, I mean, if nobody opens the, the right door. There. Right, meaning you actually investigate to ensure that the person's there rather than busting in on, like, a kid's party or something like that. And that right yeah, we are, uh, we're, we're liable for any damage that happens to anybody. I, mm-hmm. I mean, we're actually criminally, criminally liable if, you know, if it's just... How many people person. do you work with? You said there's usually a guy at the back door. How many uh, are, are on your team? We usually we usually run about a team of four, and if it's if it's a really dangerous guy, then then we'll grab a couple extras, five or six. And how often are you de- dealing with dangerous people that are just? I mean, because a lot of people you know that'll skip out on a court date may or may not be so dangerous. Like of of the people you're you're capturing, how many of them are a, are a threat? Um, I'd I'd say I get I get a da- a really dangerous guy maybe about once a month. Hmm. The rest, the rest of the people are usually pretty cool. You just come talk to them and say, "Hey, you know, you need to come up with a little bit of money, and and we'll go in and get you in and out of jail." And I mean, they're cool. That makes sense. I actually just saw a movie about a, a female bounty hunter called uh, Domino, which I was very impressed. Because male with. bounty hunters aren't that interesting. I thought, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they're they're pretty. Yeah, when it's Kira Knightley playing the character. Have yeah. you seen it? Pete? I have. It was yeah. great, wasn't it's it? It's kind of an over the top film, but it's, it totally it was, was. It was entertaining. It was ludicrous and entertaining yeah. at the same time, and uh, and it was sort of based on a real story. It is, of. yeah. The uh, the extra features on the DVD that I watched were fascinating. Just see that this you know small woman became a bounty hunter. It's yeah. It actually says when the movie starts based on a true story sort of yeah right. <laughs> uh, anyway they're honest unlike most films that hey say that. hey jeff call us uh next time you get a bounty hunter story for us all right thanks for the call tonight i appreciate uh, hearing from you always interesting to get into other people's lines of work and find out what what it's like out yeah. there what's interesting he says you know the the security guard for walmart is only allowed to touch the person on the shoulder essentially to get to get their attention mm-hmm. because you know they Walmart doesn't want their customers to be like, "Holy crap! I don't want to go into Walmart because I just saw some guy get beat nearly to death." Or to, or right, you know? I mean, or maybe to have some loss control guy jump to a conclusion that you yeah. stole something when, in point of fact, you didn't, and have your you know your face smashed into the pavement. So that yeah. makes sense. Let's continue here. Steve is in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Puke and Mark. Hello, Steve. Steve in Washington, going once. Steve in Washington, going twice. Hello. Hey, Hello. What's on your mind tonight? Hey there. Well, just real quick, uh, I thought you'd be interested. Now, this happened about a year ago. 
Um, I'm, I'm always interested in sort of expanding my skill set. I, what I do for a living is I'm an electrical technician. Uh, if you have a, a pump that doesn't work, uh, call me up and I'll figure it out. You know, I do programmable logic controllers, variable frequency drives, things like this, sort of uh, industrial electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I've always wanted to learn is uh, air conditioning refrigeration. Um, you know, just as I said, sort of to expand my skill set, make me more valuable to any uh, future prospective employers. And uh, I ran up against minimum wage laws in in trying to learn this. What I thought I would do is I would offer my services uh, to a uh, to an HVAC company, an air conditioning company, and um, tell them that you know, look, I'll work for you for minimum wage, uh, you know, and as long as you guys train me and we'll kind of do a quick pro quo thing like that. Mm-hmm. And the story that I got, every single person played all was that they simply can't afford to do it because of minimum wage would put me at a certain, uh, you know, skill uh, pay level that I'm, I just simply wouldn't be worth it to and bring on. Plus you include unemployment uh, and uh, what's the other workers comp and all this stuff. They so how do you get a foothold there? How do you, how do you get on the first rung of the ladder? Uh, I think what you do is um, you go to school. Mm, <laughs> and that's I just, unfortunate. It, yeah, and and I just simply can't do it because of my my job won't allow me to to go. You know, to well, do it. yeah, like it's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, imagine um, that this is what this is what you've done with your minimum wage laws, America. You've made it yep. so a man can't go and uh, you know learn a trade by working at a job. He has to go to a Votech school, learn it, yep. and then go on the job so that they can teach him the right way to do it after that. And get paid minimum wage. Right. It's frustrating. Hey, Steve, I wish we had more time, but we don't. We're out of it. Thanks for the call tonight. And uh, we didn't get to Matt, and so Matt, maybe call back tomorrow night at the top of the show, and we'll be happy to talk to you then. And also tomorrow night, uh, well, maybe we'll get to the superhero story, a real-life superhero. Uh, we'll tell you about him uh, maybe tomorrow night. And, of course, uh, Puke, thanks for coming in. Hey, thank you very much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. And we'll be back tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.